0: You're listening to The Tune-Up from Auto Repair Focus. I'm Phil Curry, Managing Editor of the website, and with me today via Skype is our Numbers Man, Lee Johnson. Lee, hello. Hiya,
1: how are you?
0: Not bad, thanks mate. Yourself?
1: Very well, very well.
0: Good, good. Now, uh, this is our first podcast uh, from Auto Repair Focus, so uh, it's probably prudent of me at the moment to just explain a little bit of what's going to happen here. we're going to start off with the news, the latest industry news from around the aftermarket in the UK, with the delightful Eve Marie. And then, following that, we'll have a discussion about a topic. Now, if you've tuned in today and you've probably seen the topic is the D word, today we're going to be talking about the diesel market. Uh, but first, let's throw over to Eve with the news. I do love a cheesy jingle, I think we'll probably end up changing it every episode. Anyway, over to you, Eve.
2: Thanks, Phil. Here's the latest aftermarket news from Auto Repair Focus. The Driver and Vehicle Standards Agency will introduce a new MOT inspection manual to back up changes in the test to be introduced in May this year. The new draft manual covers class 3, 4, 5 and 7 vehicles and must be used by garages from the 20th of May. A new manual for Class 1 and 2 vehicles is currently being put together by the Agency, but it's not yet ready for release. The new manual highlights a number of changes that garages need to be aware of. New defect categorisations include dangerous, major and minor defects, the latter of which must be identified and recorded, with the vehicle owner being advised to repair. The UK new car market declined in 2017, with annual registrations falling for the first time in six years. That's according to new figures published by the Society of Motor Manufacturers and Traders, SMMT. Sales in December fell by 14.4%, marking the ninth consecutive month of decline in the country. Over the 12 months, 2,540,617 units were registered, a fall of 5.7% compared to a record year in 2016. While sales of petrol vehicles rose over the year, With a 2.7% increase. This was not enough to offset a drastic drop in the sale of diesel vehicles, which ended 2017 down by 17.1%. The shift in the fuel type market meant that carbon tailpipe emissions have risen in the UK for the first time since 1997, up 0.8% on last year. The European Commission has revealed the latest revisions to European type approval legislation which include crucial provisions on the OBD connector and access to RMI, signifying a huge step forward for the aftermarket regarding access to in-vehicle data. Both the IAAF and FAGIFA have welcomed the news after the EU Council's main preparatory body, Corpair, recognised the need for the independent automotive aftermarket to maintain access to diagnostic and RMI-related data. It also clarified that access will be granted whilst the vehicle is in motion. This is essential to perform diagnostic, repair and maintenance services, at least until a solution is found for telematics access to the connected car. And finally, German oil company Liquamoli has a new owner. After the Wirth Group, until now a silent partner, bought the remaining shares from CEO Ernst Prost to take full control of the business. Liquamoly started life in 1957, supplying additives to engine oil manufacturers before entering the market itself. Today it is one of the biggest suppliers in Germany and has been working to establish itself on the British market over the last few years. The takeover comes at a time when the company is fit and healthy with a successful sales record in 2017. And that's you up to date with all the latest, but to make sure you're always up to date, visit www.autorepairfocus.com Thank you, Eve.
0: Now, in case you've been living in a cave for the last few years, you'll know that the diesel market in the UK has collapsed, especially since the the Volkswagen scandal. Now, I know you own a, a an Audi diesel, don't you, Lee? Had any problems with that, or uh, has it has it been all right?
1: No, no. So yeah, we we've had one of the ones that have been affected, uh, with the with, with, with the change. Um, we haven't at this moment in time um, had the change rectified on the car um, but I believe uh, the, the latest stats from uh, the VW group to say that there was two thirds of owners have gone through this change so um, we're, we're just awaiting our date really on that one but there, there, there's been no, so far there's been no lack of performance or anything like that so
0: Excellent, so because it's 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 interesting because Sales in the UK at the moment—I mean, they, they dropped last year by I think, SMMT figures, seventeen percent. But it's—it's um, it, it, it's, you know, one point three million diesels sold in 2016, which was 0.6 up. It's—it's um, it's quite surprising, isn't it, just how the technology kind of uh, kind of tanked over the last year or so.
1: Yeah, well, I think in uh, sort of obviously more businesses and consumers choose newer diesels because. The perception of dirty diesels um, is a, a, again a, a historic um, thought process. Um, so my Audi has the new AdBlue technology, um, which actually in in, in the ingredients sort or of thing is pig's urine, which is quite an interesting fact. Um, but actually produces a lot less CO two emissions out the back end of it and um, so actually the dirty diesels are not so dirty in today's technology really
0: yes yeah, so that's interesting because i know again smmt figures last year they said that uh, co2 levels had risen um i think it was the first time in in 20 years and it's only gone up by 0.8 percent but manufacturers are really sort of being pushed to reduce co2 and and diesel's kind of the way to go isn't it it's it's cleaner than, and newer diesels are cleaner as well, especially with with the DPFs and things fitted.
1: Well, that's it. Well, so especially as I'm the, the numbers man, I, I quite like to interrogate sort of the, the stats behind it. And, and actually, uh, on average, it's 20% lower CO2 emissions on the diesels compared to a, a petrol car. So for all the people that are either being scaremongered away from diesels, um, are actually contributing more pollution to our environment
0: and it's going to get worse isn't it because the government are, uh, are uh, introducing in 2017 vehicle excise duty rates went up um, anyway so diesels which were originally £20 a year to tax sort of jumped up to about 140 a year um, and next year of course they well sorry this year, still getting used to 2018 uh, from April for the first year registration the VED band increases again so I think the, the government have got a bit of a problem haven't they? They're, they're, they're really pushing themselves into a corner because they're getting people to stop buying new diesels which are cleaner and you know, it means that the ultimate um, technology that's still available and still gets people from A to B in that case would be petrol.
1: Uh, yeah, I think definitely the government do need to play a big part of this and I think it's a bit of a of- wider discussion to have, not just on on diesels, but just to look at the way the new technology will look as of today, and, and also as well, where it's going to go five, ten years down the line. It's, it's nice to have the ambitions by 2040, but if they can't hit on certain targets within the five and ten year periods, then they won't. They definitely won't hit it by the year 2020, mm. no, 2040.
0: Exactly, it's a it's a market that's it's it, it's it's going to just collapse. And I, as well as you know, when we talk about cars, obviously we've we've also a focus. We're we're focused on cars mainly, uh, light commercials. But of course, in the in the heavy commercial world, um, diesel is king. You know, every single truck out there is is powered by diesel, um, and an electric truck at the moment I know Tesla have launched something but it's, it's still years away from being you know efficient and and, and practical for for firms well
1: it's just it's just the cost efficiencies that go with that so so Tesla are doing some fantastic things within the market um, but obviously for for Mr. Joe Blogs on the street sort of thing it's it's completely out of their their budget range um, I know that obviously Renault have been doing some bits and pieces with like the the Twizy and that sort of thing, which is is a bit more acceptable uh, and accessible within the marketplace. But um, still, there's that kind of big gap in the middle. Um, it's, it's interesting when you say about sort of commercial vehicles. I always think about well, what about public services? So you've got police cars, you've got um, ambulances, or all all on diesels. Um, now, I know that some of the new, newer taxis in the city um, are, are more uh, friendly and, and also as well I believe that some of them are now fully electric as well. So it's I, th- I think from all aspects of the motor industry, regardless if you're um, having your own car or if you drive a big massive articulated lorry, it's, it's going to have a massive impact across all of us, I think.
0: Exactly, well it's interesting you said that about taxis because um, I know that the new London taxi, they've, they've changed the company name from the London taxi company to the London Electric Vehicle Company um, but it's really interesting the fact that they do run on electric but they've also got range extenders in them which are I believe petrol power but it, it, while it doesn't produce enough uh, doesn't produce a huge amount of CO2 it still highlights the fact that electric vehicles just aren't Aren't ready yet for for mass market, and there's no there's no alternative really to the, the petrol and diesel unless you look at hydrogen technology, which is years away. Mm. I know you sort of mentioned about the the tweezy there as well. Actually, to be fair, they are fun. I mean, I'm well. How tall are you again? Uh,
1: six foot. Four, and oh. still had room in the Twizy when we tested it last year actually
0: That is true, yeah I mean, your legs were kind of curled around the front seat when you were in the back but um, there's a photo somewhere I might put that on uh, for, for listeners I might put it online at some point but uh, it's uh, it's just interesting how how far it's collapsed and I think probably the main component of that's going to be the Dieselgate scandal isn't it since, since Volkswagen were, were, implement, uh, were implicated in the US with uh, with cheating diesel emissions but mm. but the problem is um diesels haven't been that all surrounds nitrogen oxides NOX and that's been pumped out in Euro 3 Euro 4 diesels for years before before Volkswagen were 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 caught cheating emission tests and it they, they've been cleaner since then
1: yeah well also as well it's quite good you've, you've touched on on the the NOX side of things as well, because I I heard recently that the transport for London, um, you know, obviously sort of the iconic red buses that go around London. Mm. Um, Now, so I work in the city, so I I see them on a daily basis. Um, And the the other day, um, looking at the the Euro 5 buses, um, I believe now they're starting to work on a Euro 6 bus. Mm. Um, so they're, they're now trialling it on the on, on 159 buses, um, and this will actually reduce the NOx uh, compared to the predecessor of about 95%. So actually, if if they was to do this across the London taxi company or the, the electric one, the, going forwards um, and the buses, they're, they're they're talking about a a, a good. Uh, fall by about seven and a half percent on the emissions, so that's 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 a good step forward. But at what cost to public funds is this going to be?
0: Exactly, and of course, as I say, it's implementing it all, bringing the old stuff off, and that that's before, of course, you you take into account any sort of penalties that are being implemented by the by the government. I mean, I know you, you you're talking about London now. I know the uh, London Mayor Sadiq Khan, he's not a fan of diesel um he just introduced well it it, it was called the t charge i think they've they've renamed it the ultra low emission um zone or ultra low emission charge now but uh, it's where you know diesel vehicles or diesel cars and vans etc are having to pay an extra 10 pound a day to enter the city and that's something that's um potentially going to grow across um across europe because there's there's in germany where diesel is king you've got cities like Stuttgart and Munich and Cologne all looking to ban the technology that that can't help well that's not helping sales Um, when in fact it's cleaner than than allowing petrol vehicles in at times and I know we talk about uh, let's say mentioning about um, NOx Um, that's been pumped out before you know diesel's been around for years that's been pumped out with Euro, Euro 4 and Euro 5 Onwards, they've had uh, the diesel particulate filters, and that's that's doing something. I mean, there's it has to be, otherwise it wouldn't be on the car. Because um, you've got a diesel particulate on on your Audi, haven't you? Is that and it's not yeah, causing and, any issues. And,
1: and we don't have any issues. And um, there has been rumours um, that when the changeover it makes the the DPF work a little bit harder. Mm um but it's a, it is a vital component to be reducing those levels down so you can't can't take it away otherwise we'll be going back to the days of the dirty diesels
0: exactly and, and, and the other problem as well is i i again looking at smmt figures um as a society of motor manufacturers and traders for for listeners who who weren't aware but i'm sure you all are um the used car market i mean unlike the Monthly reports, the SMT publish on new vehicle sales. Used car figures are, are quarterly, but um, up to the end of Q3 last year, which was would that have been September, mm-hmm. um, diesel uh, used diesel sales were actually improving. So obviously, what we've got is a situation now where drivers are moving away from new diesels um probably because of the VED penalties etc and going into the older diesels which are not as clean so we're moving further into the dirty diesel market as it were and yeah,
1: it's almost like that 22 really on these sort of things isn't it
0: yeah i think it is and that's the, the, the thing is i mean what i what i personally believe is that's going to improve that's going to help um independent garages um because what we're going to end up having uh, one statistic which I've I've thrown out in my long time my career is that it often takes a vehicle from you, it takes them three years to come through to an independent garage and that's normally because of warranties and, and things like that and consumers even though they can choose where they go uh, to have their vehicle serviced they d- normally decide to stick with the dealer mainly because of education and such but um, I think so so basically what's going to end up happening is we're going to have a lot of older diesels in the market and of course drivers of second hand cars are more likely to go to an independent garage so in a way all this government furore about new diesels, diesels dirty and that it's going to end up helping independent garages as long as they are able to service more modern diesels regularly do you use independents? do you use dealerships? Yeah
1: so I I I have I've got my trusty independent dealer that I've used for uh, for for many years that service and MOT's my cars um he's not a specialist in a field but we have got uh, and and we're seeing a lot more actually in the area of independent specialists so there is a an Audi specialist or VW specialist um that we could take our car to. I know that we've got a couple of friends that also use this, but, yeah, I, I totally agree that I think mm. it's going to be supporting the wider market going forward as well.
0: And it could end up, I mean, we, like you said, with specialists, it could end up with companies just, just going into that level of things, just, uh, you know, setting up as a, as a diesel specialist centre and not, not touching anything else, not touching petrols. Because I know the government are going to ban these new cars from sale unless it's a hybrid or an electric, um, or something else, but uh, they're going to be around the road for years to so come. I mean, there's, what, 36 million cars on the road at the moment, and only a very small proportion of them are, are electric or hybrid or anything like that. So there's always going to be a need for it, isn't there?
1: Yeah, and until the te- until the technology becomes accessible for sort of the, the average person, then, yeah, you'll always have this, uh, I suppose, trend are we in a transitional period status is is, is that potentially hey we we need to look at it um but depending on where the cost of that new technology lays is going to determine how long that transitional period is going to be for
0: mm. yeah I it's to be honest with you, i don't even know if the government have actually thought all this through properly i mean obviously it's 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 it's, it's the whole sort of penalising modern diesels outside of things, now cutting off this the, the new vehicle sales and moving to hybrid and electric, which we'll probably talk about this another time. But um, there is there are studies that suggest that electric vehicles, in the entire lifetime, are just as polluting as 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 diesels purely because of the the mining of the cobalt for the batteries and the the shipping and the lithium and all that lot. But um, and of course, then you've got unless we all go for green power. Um, there's still some areas where we're on coal, but uh, yeah, I just don't. I just don't think they've they've they thought all this through really.
1: Yeah, it like like with anything, you need to look at the whole end-to-end process. And I, I think where um, probably many of us are notorious for it is just looking at kind of the one aspect or the one element. So yes, they. X number of CO2 emissions is produced into the environment but how many CO2 uh, did it take to to get there in the first place now if the whole end to end process e- outweighs what an electric car exactly what you were saying about making the batteries and that sort of thing um, yeah how how outweighing of those two figures is that and um, be interesting to do some analysis behind it
0: really i think that's something we might have to do in the future and have a look at that um just try and figure out but as i say it's and, and, and of course the, the, the problem as well is and again we'll touch on this in, a, in another episode but is um as electric vehicles are forced on us as it were um independent garages and people are going gonna to need to train in in the technology i think uh the latest or the when I was at the IAAF conference last year um, one of the figures banded about was it's only about 1% of of technicians who are actually trained to to work on electric and hybrid vehicles which is, is quite a worrying statistic really for the industry
1: Yeah well it's, it's exactly the same as the, in, in the other industries as well. Um, all you have to do is just mention the word Brexit and, and people start talking about the construction industry mm. um, as well so yeah there, there, there's, there's a lot to do um, with training new people. Um, I think with apprenticeship uh, schemes and that sort of thing, I think mm. that's, a, that's a good way forward to get new, fresh blood into the market. Mm. Um, and, and then also as well, if it's a space that's going to be continuing to grow, I, I would hope that for our young listeners um, that are very enthusiastic about cars, um, try and look in this direction because I, I do think it's it's something that's going to be hot in demand in in the in the definitely the coming years
0: now, see, i think what we've done there is we've actually we've we started off our first podcast we've uh talked about diesel and we've actually identified about several different uh potential episodes that we can we can run on for this some uh, apprenticeship brexit electric vehicles the list in your automotive market is absolutely endless really isn't it <laughs>
1: yeah and they're all very interesting topics to talk
0: about. Um, it, it's my passion and it's Phil's passion as well. so um... it's uh, yeah, something I've been doing for years. Just, just actually one other thing is, is, is so looking at that, and again, we'll probably cover this in a, in a future episode in more detail, but the diesel in particular field and I, I mentioned that earlier on, and uh, it actually also worries me there's quite a few garages which are um, which are still advertising their removal. I mean, for for those, again, for those listening um, I'm sure you're all aware that the, uh, the diesel particular filter, the DPF is, um, it reduces it, it it restricts the amount of NOx that a car uh, emits, it collects it all in the filter uh, and then it needs a, a, a long drive and a warm heat to regenerate where it burns it all off safely. Uh, but there are garages that are, uh, are advertising their removal um, even though it's part of an MOT simply Part of the reason is to cut the top of the can off and just pull all the gubbins out, weld it back on, put it up. MOT testers wouldn't even know. There are plans to uh, look at this by working on the, the emissions side of the, the diesel MOT test, but it's quite worrying, isn't it, that the that, that garages still, or some garages, probably less reputable ones, can still offer this service. Mm, mm, yeah, and
1: then, unless it's governed. Then I think people will still still do th- what they think that is best going forwards. So I, I don't, I, I, unless you can police that sort of thing, um, then I, I, it's like anything else. It'll continue to to do so until someone else uh, advises otherwise.
0: Exactly, and it's it, it then falls back. Obviously, if you 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 buy a car, it does fail the MOT because it hasn't got a DPF. It falls on you to re, you know, to, to pay out for the new one, whereas I think the problem is some company or some drivers, sorry, companies, some drivers sort of feel that it's um it's better to get the DPF removed rather than you know, especially if you're doing short journeys, rather than just sort of have it professionally cleaned, which is ridiculous. There's loads of companies out there that'll that'll clean it for you, you know, it's a smaller cost mm. compared to compared to a thousand pounds or so for a new DPF
1: i was about to say the cost implication for a new dpf is about a thousand pounds but to have it cleaned you're looking at what um i've seen some down at about 40 50 quid. yeah um it, it just cleans out the whole whole entire process so yeah. it's, it's 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 a good thing it's almost like a detox for your car
0: <laughs> new year detox run it on yeah don't put any green stuff or anything in it for crying out loud um i guess Good idea to get into as well, isn't it, for garages and things? Because, uh, as I said, when when the used car market increases in terms of diesel sales, they're going to be coming into into independent garages. So it's probably a good time for garages to invest in, in cleaning technology, isn't it?
1: Yeah, definitely. I, I, I think so. And also, as well, it's an, another addition um, to what gar- local garages can uh, offer their customers as well.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it all sort of builds up, and it all it all adds, you know, profit, profits to the business. All good, right? Well, we've actually run out of time now, so um, thank you for listening to this. Uh, thanks, Lee, for joining me.
1: Right, no worries,
0: anytime. Albeit from a speaker on a on an iPad on Skype, but uh, all works out. And uh, next uh, podcast or the tune up will be available in a fortnight's time, and um, so keep an eye out on Auto Repair Focus at www.autorepairfocus.com. You can also uh, like our page on Facebook, just search for Autorepair Focus and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Again, search for Autorepair Focus or at Autorepair Focus. So that's me. I'm Phil Curry. Uh, I've been joined today by Lee Johnson and thanks very much for listening. Uh, Speak to you again soon.